We're at the point now, we don't get nervous, we get ready. Open the door, we kick the door down and we let other women through the door. You're listening to Kicking Down the Door, a Hawthorne podcast showcasing the powerful people and stories within women's football in the brown and gold. Welcome to another episode of Hawthorne's podcast series, Kicking Down the Door. I'm your host, Stephanie Edwards, and each episode we are shining a spotlight on the brilliant people and stories from within Hawthorne's VFLW program. Today, I'm joined by one of Hawthorne's newest recruits and in my eyes, a future AFL star. She's just 18 years old and hails from West Creek near Wonthaggy. Welcome to the podcast, Grace McRae. Thank you for having me. So good to have you. You're so fresh here at the Hawks. You've just played three games, um, your first one against St Kilda a few weeks ago. How's it been so far? Um, It's been really good, really exciting. Um, Hawthorne is such an open club. I've mesh well with the girls really well and yeah we've we've I've seen I'm yeah I'm really happy here and you had a win on the weekend against Williamstown what was that like I played Vic Country so unfortunately I did not play but the girls said they absolutely smashed it all together and looking at some of the highlights and the clips they they deserve the win. So Grace, this is your first season at the Hawks and many of our listeners might not know much about you. Can you start by telling us about yourself and where you're from? So I'm from a farm um, on near West Craig, near Wonthaggy. And for you that don't know Wonthaggy, near Phillip Island, everyone knows that's that. A good, that's a good place yeah, to associate everyone too. We all know where that is. And in Block, around there. Um, so I am one of five of sisters in my family. Um, I don't have any brothers. Finished school last year in 2020. Probably a really bad year to be doing year 12. How did you find all of that? Um, Honestly, going to sum it up, probably worst year of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, fair enough. It was was just, it was hard. We were at home. You had to try try and train by yourself, kind of do your work by yourself, not see your friends, not see your family. Most importantly, seeing you being your 18th and kind of spending yeah. it inside. It's a lot of milestones yeah, you miss. Yeah, a lot of milestones I miss, so I better make it up this year, pretty yeah. much. And how would your parents describe you as a child? What were you like growing up? <laughs> I was a rug rat. I was, um, oh, I was very, very, because uh, I was the youngest, I had to kind of protect myself from my fault for older sisters. So I um, kind of had to rise up and be the real talker, talkable one out of the family yeah. so I could be heard. Um, so, yeah, I was – honestly, I was I was a little mess. I was a little rug rat. I was <laughs> run, running around the football club and talking to everyone and, yeah, that's pretty – they pretty – I don't know how they'd sum me up. And coming from a regional area, what was the local sporting community like? Oh, it's absolutely – absolutely huge um I'm still involved with my football club it's pretty much like a big family um I'm from Dalston football club and pretty much my whole family play there where everyone knows everyone and it's football netball clubs are such a huge thing in rural areas that I have noticed compared to moving up here from a young age, what sports did you first get into when you were growing up? So I started off playing basketball when I was five, um, like kind of just training. And then when I was six years old, I played under 10s. I think that's what it is. And then from I from then on, I went and played basketball. I took that pretty competitively um, until we went to nationals with my basketball team. 
I played a bit of VJBL. Um, and then I, at the same time, I was also playing netball. So I just played netball locally, um, did interleague and stuff like that. I didn't take it that competitively. Um, then netball and footy, I kind of stopped once. I didn't stop. I keep, I'm still playing netball, but I stopped playing basketball after I picked up footy, which was in 2000 and I'm going to say 18. I'm not yeah. too sure about that. Oh, wow. So footy is still quite fresh. Footy is very fresh. Like if I didn't, if we rule out last year, I reckon I've had two years. Yeah. So um, I, my local club, not my local club, a local club near me, Inverloch Football Netball Club, needed some players and youth girls footy was very, still kind of fresh back then. Um, so my friend just asked me to play it and I was like, sure, but I can't tell mum because yep. she will say no. So I asked my dad and he said, yeah, no worries. We just can't tell your mum. So I had to kind of sneak around the countryside. Why was mum so hesitant? Um, probably me getting, I, sh- I played for a netball team, so she didn't want me to get injured. Uh, yes. So um, yeah, and then we played school footy and stuff. I don't really know why she, I think it was because of netball. Mum's being mums. Mum's being mums. And then I... Yeah, and then I Gippsland Power saw me in interleague, and then I played Gippsland Power, and then kind of led me to Hawthorne. A very quick transition. How did you go with? I know you said you played a bit of footy at school, but I guess picking up the skills and really like honing your craft, footy wise, what was it like? Oh, um, it was it was very different. A football is a very different shape to a netball and yes. basketball. So um, first of all, I had to correct my kicking. My kicking was so bad, probably still needs a bit of work, but um, my cousins, luckily, they're boys, and one of them, Zach Reed, who plays for Essendon, and he kind of actually helped me um, start kicking the footy at family events. Oh, great. Yeah, and then from then on, I kind of learned how to kick a footy. That's very handy. Were you practicing before you had your first footy training session, or did you kind of just go into that being like... Let's give it a shot. I honestly, like, because local footy, we kind of, we do it for fun. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll have a bit of fun. Like, I could, I could kick it kind of straight. Just my hand positioning was, like, right underneath the ball. It was so off. I could kind of kick it straight. So I was like, oh, that's good enough just for local footy. And then, um, yeah, when I um, had to start, when I started moving up, I started, had to put a lot of energy and time into it, um, which was good because now it's just helped me to kick straight yeah <laughs> when did you maybe realize you know football is something that you'd really like to pursue almost in a professional setting um when I kind of my last year when I was in Gippsland Power I kind of realized then because I I was like how cool would this be to do this on the regular like it's it's footy is so different to every other sport I play like basketball it's contact but it's not it's not like tackling netball you can't really touch them um footy is just completely different you can tackle it's such a huge area it takes I think I love footy because you can't really have just two three good players you need a whole team and I think that's why I love it because I'm very team orientated Speaking of teams, did your basketball team forgive you for ditching the sport? And yeah, well, we all we all kind of <laughs> trading ju- it in for footy. Yeah. <laughs> we all kind of jumped off the bandwagon actually after we um we all finished. We were just like, nah. The girls they actually play for Hawthorne Netball. 
oh, my great. friends. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was actually a coincidence. And so last year, I believe you played, was it just two games in the NAB League and then COVID happened, COVID hit and restrictions happened and then the league was shut down. What was your first thought when you found that out? Oh, it's just, it was devastating because at Power, we had such a great pre-season, like best pre-season I've had with Power. Um, And we were shaping up to be such a good and strong team. And when they told us, no, it's been cancelled, it was kind of like all that hard work for us as a team kind of just deteriorated, Um, which was disappointing. But look, I think it's such a little thing compared to what COVID was. Like so many people lost so much more than... NAB so NAB league shutting down so I think I got to put it we all put it in perspective and we kind of moved on and we just had our head up and looked in the positives within it. Following the NAB league season um, we were coming up to the AFLW draft which you know you kind of your name was out there I believe you'd spoken to Carlton and you were hoping to be drafted did you go into that draft thinking I don't have enough game time perhaps to be drafted or were you feeling confident? Um, Look, I wasn't actually like, I didn't have my, like I knew I probably wasn't, didn't have enough experience and I wasn't going in, definitely was not going in thinking I'm going draft, I'm going to get drafted. I was actually very surprised when (laughs) I got into the draft combine. Um, But yeah, so I think I definitely didn't expect to even get picked. So I was kind of just happy to get picked. And um, yeah, it was just, it didn't turn out the way I wanted to, but that's all right. And life goes on. Can you take us to the draft night? Yeah. In the lead up, you were talking to Carlton and then unfortunately you weren't picked. How did you feel after that? Was it like an initial kind of, oh, well, or like, did it feel at the time like this year can't get any worse? Like. Yeah, um, well, I actually had, um, I did a little mini documentary with Nab League and um, so they came to my house on draft night and I had two cameras pointed in my face, I remember, and Carlton only had like three picks. And Lucky this is just audio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. We're and safe. Yeah, and they, um, and they said, oh yeah, Grace, you, you haven't got drafted. And I, I, look, I was really disappointed. Like, I knew I didn't expect to, but just that confirmation of you haven't. It Look, it did. I was I was like, oh, damn. But then I thought, look, if I want to get drafted, I've got to work harder. I've got to, like, I've got to look at the positives in it. There's there's so much worse things going on in life. So I, um, yeah, looked to look at the positive. I did smash a tub of ice cream that night and yeah. then I moved on. What was the flavor of ice cream? Ben and Jerry's cookie dough. Yes. Anyone disagrees that it's not good? I think that's a, a, a great choice. It is a great choice. I, <laughs> it, I especially went to the supermarkets for it, 100%. Did you? Did you go to the supermarket after the draft? No, like- yeah, 100%. I was hooded up, Uggs, trackies. Yeah, that's, I think that's what – you need that for the nights like that. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, obviously not the most desirable outcome from the night. Did you talk to Carlton or anyone else and seek feedback perhaps um, on yeah. where you could improve? So I um, – Messi rang. Message rang. So last year I either messaged or rang and I just said what can I improve on and it was just my fitness I was just so unfit um which look in AFLW you got to be fit so I it sucks that that was 
that was it. But um, I knew that if I wanted to get drafted, I need to be faster. I need to have more experience, um, which I think the VFL is giving me. And, yeah, so I just got to kind of take this opportunity that Hawthorns gave to me and try and play my heart out. From end of last year to when you got that feedback to, um, you know, almost in the middle of 2021, what have you gone back and done? Like, have you been in the gym more or working harder at certain things? Um, I think I'm just, I'm trying different things. Um, Usually I was kind of just like, go for a run, that's it. Um, I am going into the gym a lot more at home. Um, Doing some swimming. Very nice. Yeah, some swimming. um, And kind of just taking every opportunity I can get, pretty much. So if the school's, like I work at a school, so if the school's doing, uh, a teacher said they're doing a workout this Friday, then I'm going to go do it. Like I'm just taking the opportunities more opportunities to actually better myself how did you get in contact with Hawthorne where did your paths cross there so um Gippsland Power is aligned with Casey Demons and Hawthorne and I got to my the not the manager Chelsea Cable she's like helps us kind of develop and where to go and how like tells us what to do um, and she just said, try both clubs, see how you feel. Um, I went to Hawthorne and I loved it. It was absolutely awesome. And I was just thinking at the time, I live in Sandringham. Casey's probably a bit too far for me. So I came to Hawthorne and I'm so glad that I did because it's, it's such a good club. It's, it's got a great atmosphere, a great environment, and I think it just fits me perfect. How have you found your transition into the team, I guess, from a football sense, have you found it a lot more fast-paced or the requirements are a lot more than what you're maybe used to at Gippsland Power? Yeah, 100% requirements. Um, bigger bodies. God, I pull up so <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually looked forward to ice baths um, at trainings. But, um, no, nah, it's just – it's bigger bodies. It is fast-paced. But um, I think it's kind of sink or swim. you got to go with it or you kind of get left behind. So – I've had to adjust. I've had to kind of get into them ice baths and, yeah. As someone who has aspirations of playing AFLW, what's it been like to play under an AFLW premiership coach in Bet Goddard? Oh, absolutely amazing. She knows everything, pretty much everything. Um, and it's not just your football side of things as well. She wants to better. I think it's just you personally. Um, she, she cares what's going on. She... There's just so much more to her than just your football side of you. She really wants to know the personal side, what's happening. She's very understandable. Um, And she's just absolutely got so much football knowledge and just helps us players every step of the way. Did you have a chat to her before coming to Hawthorne or was it kind of like, yep, I'm coming to Hawthorne and then you met her after that? Um, Yeah, so I kind of came to Hawthorne and then we had a chat. Which was, yeah, it was good. Were you in awe at all? Yeah, 100% I was. <laughs> 100%. I'm not worthy. <laughs> uh, that, that was it. I'm not worthy, 100%. What have been the biggest takeaways from your time under Beck and all of the Hawthorne coaches? Um, to do your role. Um, every person and every player can do their best and that's what they can do for the team. They're very team-orientated, which I think... I absolutely love like I'm all I'm a team player so I absolutely love that and they say like if 
you kind of drop, you're letting the team down, which is so true. So they just want the, everyone to give their best. And I think, yeah, that's what I've got out from it is just to do my best. Being very team orientated, are there any teammates that have kind of taken you under their wing in the side and looked out for you, whether it be on field, off field, they're showing you around Melbourne or Sandringham? Um, Stratus. 100 percent um she is an absolute legend she played for collingwood and she was kind of telling me how her time was and at training she she's just funny they're just they're all they're absolutely all legends um perko whenever like i can whenever i'm a little bit i'm like i just gotta have fun with footy she's like yeah 100 percent you do and she just kind of backs us and just not just not me like we have a quite young of a team and and she gets around everyone which is absolutely awesome everyone all the older um teammates get around all of us young kind of younger girls which is absolutely awesome yeah it's good that you've got a really nice bond of those experienced aflw players that are coming back into the side but then also there's so much emerging youth coming forward have you found it really nice as well having a lot of players of a similar age and kind of similar stage of their footy pathway or career yeah 100 percent. because i think you kind of battle the same thing um i we actually eastern girls heaps of eastern girls are here um we got smashed by them by 120 um in nab league so it's, it was actually kind of good to come here and kind of take away what they can give to the club and what they've kind of learnt. when worlds collide yeah when le- worlds <laughs> collide so um yeah i think just taking away, they've had, obviously had a very successful year and just kind of taking away what they've given. And amongst all the challenges this last 12 to 18 months has presented you with, what's been the biggest learning curve for you? Um, for me, I think when I, um, the learning curve for me would be, not to overthink it, I think when I start to overthink sports, is when I kind of start to lose a passion for it. So kind of just taking it one game at a time, and I think that's what I've learned is just to have fun with it, take every opportunity you can get. And, um, yeah, that's 100% what I've learned, just take every opportunity. And finally, I guess, what are your hopes and aspirations for your future in footy? Are we looking ahead to the 2021 draft maybe? Um, yeah, look, I, 100% I am, but I'm – just kind of going game by game and just enjoying every game, taking every opportunity. But, um, yeah, hopefully I do get in the draft combined again this year and take it all the way. But um, if not, I'm just going to have fun and just take every opportunity. We do have a game coming up this week, a uh, home game against Port Melbourne. Are the family from out in West Creek, are they expected to come and watch Anytime soon, will they make the trek down? Oh, it's about, well, actually half of my sisters, all my sisters live up here. Oh, great. Well, yeah. they've got no excuse. They've got no excuse. Um, some of them will. I think some of them some of them are playing netball. So actually all of them are playing netball. Sorry, they won't be coming. It's a Sunday <laughs> game. I thought it was a Sunday game. No, nah, they're all playing netball, so they won't. Mum's coaching netball. And dad, um, I wouldn't, I can't. We don't know what his excuses. We don't know. We don't know what his excuses. I feel as though your parents are kind of, they would have had that struggle when you were all growing up of trying to get everyone to all of their sport and get around and watch them all. It was, 
it was probably really hectic for them. But that, you know what? That's what you get when you have five kids. So. <laughs> well, hopefully they can see you not only on the VFLW stage, but one day on the AFLW stage. Grace, thank you so much for jumping on this episode of the podcast and sharing your footy journey thus far. Thank you for having me. Go Hawks. Following a dominant win against Williamstown last week, Hawthorne's VFLW team are looking to go back-to-back as they return to Box Hill City Oval this Saturday to take on Port Melbourne at 11am. If you can't make it to the game, jump onto Twitter and follow Hawthorne FCW for live tweets and commentary across the match. If you enjoyed this interview and would like to learn more about Hawthorne's VFLW team, you can find more exclusive content at hawthornefc.com.au and across the club's social media channels. This episode of Kicking Down the Door is brought to you by Hawthorne supporter group, The Thornbirds, who have come on board as a VFLW player sponsor for 2021. We would like to thank The Thornbirds for their ongoing support and contribution to Hawthorne's VFLW program. You've been listening to another episode of Hawthorne's podcast series, Kicking Down the Door. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with Grace McRae and make sure to tune in next time. Go Hawks!